episode four, AI Thoughts with Joe. Hi guys, this is a short podcast. I am taking a break between the top three that I just posted and setting up the website and setting up all the podcast catchers. I'm now looking into uh, doing video content. Obviously, YouTube is a free place to store that. So in my budget of $1, um, YouTube is going to fit into that equation. So keep an eye out for posts or video posts, notifications. If you haven't subscribed on the podcast catchers and you haven't um, gone to the website and subscribed via email, do so. That's you know The website is probably the best way to stay in the loop on what's going on, to stay in the know. <clears throat> so that being said, this is kind of a thoughts with Joe uh, conversation, our fireside chat on AI and a lot of the hype that is along, coming along with it, not from the vendors like Salesforce or Microsoft. This isn't, my thoughts here isn't necessarily a negative thing against the vendors. They are releasing tools for people, consultants, and and engineers to go out and do things, a platform. What I'm concerned with is I got ChatGTP the first day it was released. And I want to say, don't quote me here because I'm, I'm just rambling off these concerns. But I want to say it was like December, January. I built a bot on ChatGTP in February. Now, I'm going out you know, to LinkedIn and the famous job posting sites, and I see people that have all that say they have two years experience, they call themselves an AI expert, a gen AI expert, and I'm just wondering how they got that experience. Now, maybe they're right, maybe there's other platforms in that realm that I'm unaware of, but if you can be an expert with six months, six to nine months of experience, well, here we are in November, so that'd be 11 months of experience. Is that considered an expert? And that's my question mark, my question with the, the, I guess I could say my caution when you're doing AI in the enterprise and primarily that's who my audience is. But even if you're doing, if you're a hobbyist and you're looking for some help or a small business, does that person really have the experience to be considered an expert? Was it 10,000 hours? Is that the, is that the, the, the truism that we say you got to have 10,000 hours with something before you're a master of it? So I think that's my first caution with AI and enterprise, you know, who, who you partner with and, uh, you know, the best way, the best, what's that, what's that old saying, trust but verify. So if you, you come across, you need some AI help, I'm going to steal that motto. I think it was a Reagan slogan, trust but verify and don't let politics, because I, you know, said a, quoted a politician, please don't turn this into some Political divide. I'm just saying that's a great quote. Trust but verify. He probably didn't even make 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 it up. It probably came from somewhere else. Uh, so that's that's concern number one. Our caution number one. Uh, caution number two is your data sources. So again, I'm not an expert in AI. I've been playing with it for just under a year. Um, and, and from a hobbyist perspective, and then little proof of concepts within enterprise. So let me take a sip here. Oh, coffee. Oh, coffee. That's my sponsor of today. Coffee. It's from God. It's delicious. Okay. Now that I've ended my sponsorship, um, back to our saying, we are talking about concern number two. That is data source. So you can, you can, you can, you know, in most of these 
platforms that are offering AI services. And again, this is to my enterprise enterprise folks primarily, but anybody this is this is applicable. You can you know opt in and just turn AI AI on, and it will run you know throughout your environment and start doing things based on the parameter. You know this thing doesn't have a mind of its own; it's always working within a framework of these large language models. Now, a data source is the data that you're having it inspect. And that's the key thing to think about with any of these AI stuff. I mean, imagine imagine if, if you just hired somebody from off the street, gave them no context. You know, you're running an enterprise, 500 plus people, and you, you hired someone off the street, gave them, you know, a lot of access. Uh, and you just said, hey, Start recommending things to people that in, within my organization that you think is valuable. Well, they're, they might infringe on some NDAs. They might plagiarize. They might give away IP confidential secrets if you're in healthcare. They might find some PII, PHI stuff to share. And that's the problem with, that's the problem with just turning this on, not having governance, and some of this stuff that I'm saying is common sense to people who are in this field. But if you're not an IT professional, heavily, you know, close to this, uh, you, uh, you, don't, you don't think about governance and guardrails. And there are systems, and, you know, Microsoft is, I'm a practitioner of Microsoft services, but Microsoft does do a good job with sensitivity labels, security labels, and data governance. So I think the this episode today is not so much about a tool or something on the Microsoft project, but to think about two two things in that in that um, in the realm of data sources. You know what what parameters or guardrails can this new employee search? What access does this does this new employee have access to? Because if you have a security through obscurity model. It's only a matter of time before a bot starts recommending all those hidden things to people right up front. And if you remember Microsoft Delve, this is to, to this is a little bit older now, maybe four, five, seven years ago, Delve came out, and it did just that. It was like a home page within Microsoft that exposed a bunch of documents that individuals were working on, and it wasn't a flaw in Delve. It wasn't a flaw in Microsoft Security. It's just a lot of people misconfigured their folder sharing and Delve just exposed it. I mean, if you don't, if you've got a, a SharePoint farm of thousands of sites, you don't have the time to individually go out to those sites and, and search for particular keywords. But AI or, or Delve, that's a good example. Um, another good one to look up is the TieBot uh, that Microsoft released a few years ago. The TieBot was supposed to be uh, in ex, uh, an experiment where it just gathered all this information from the web and posted it on Twitter via Microsoft's official account or the Tybot official page, um, and it 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 didn't take long for people to realize how to game the system, and it was spewing out racist Nazi stuff. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh at 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 the you know insensitivity of the topic. I'm laughing at how. It can go wrong. If you just build something and deploy it, it can go wrong. Don't let your business be your, your guinea pig. Uh, isolate where this stuff can be and control it. And then the, the third caution I have is the large language model itself. I'm going to get another sip before we go into that.
Learn what a large language model is. Learn how a large language model functions and gets educated. Because this is, a, again, another point to where even though you've put guardrails in place on your, your bot, let's say you've got your thing controlled. Well, if you're housing confidential data, is that data being used to train the large language model? Because I would say that's a breach. That's a security breach if it's if if so. Because if 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 I'm a you know in the healthcare realm and I'm I'm taking somebody's data and I'm going in there and shipping their you know PHI off to this open AI large language model, that means it's training. It's the basis for all these other companies and vendors to to learn from. So I don't know the mechanics of what how you know what specific details when you use chat gtp i don't know the specifics i haven't looked at the code uh nor am i even qualified to do so of what is going to their large language model but conceptually if you deploy ai of any type especially in this gen ai world are you assisting in training the large language model they also call that an llm so these are some three cautions that that I would, I would, you know, I've learned and wanted to share, and I could probably go on about a bunch of other stuff. But these are, this is the central theme in the AI world that I wanted to just talk about. I want to keep this video ten minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and end it here. This is not that all that I have on this topic. Again, uh, check out my blog post. This is episode number four, and subscribe, subscribe, share, thumbs up. This is all I'm doing for support at the moment. Talk to you guys later.